Worship at Home, Sunday the 3rd of July 2022, the third Sunday after Trinity. The Bible reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, verses 1 to 11 and 16 to 20. After this, the Lord appointed seventy others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the labourers are few. Therefore ask the Lord of the harvest to send out labourers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this house, and if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the labourer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house, Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick who are there, and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. Whoever listens to you listens to me, and whoever rejects you rejects me, and whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. The seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name even the demons submit to us. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. There is so much in today's Gospel reading, too much really, As a piece, it's split into two parts. So we move from a description of teaching the disciples as they're sent out, a toolkit for mission, if you like, and then jump to their return to a further lesson in what could almost feel like chastisement. They go out then and they return. And in both parts, there is learning. So the elements of the going out, the toolbox, Well, the first thing to note is they are not alone. None of us go out alone. We always have the Lord with us, of course, but in fact, when we go out on mission or talking about our faith, here they're sent out in pairs. And it's worth noticing how much easier it is to talk about your faith or get into conversation if you're with somebody who you know also understands you. The second, Jesus says the harvest is plentiful, but the labourers are few. He's sending the disciples out in a way to scope their next route where, where they are going. Jesus could be seen as being 
quite strategic here. But it's also noting that Christ's salvation for meant for all is not shared as widely as we sometimes discuss. I've grown up in the UK. It's what we loosely would call a Christian country. But is it? I like the diversity of it, but I don't think it's a religious country at all. Capitalism and consumerism more define the country than Christianity or any other matter of faith. That disconnect is seen particularly at Christmas. So when we talk about lambs being sent out into the wolves, we're very much talking about at home, not people going off in some mission in another place. People may have heard of Christ and some haven't. We have many respects, even in the UK, at the coalface of mission. And we need to be clear and firm in the task. That really is Jesus' message here. So we don't go out alone. We go out aware that there's a plentiful harvest, but there's few of us necessarily open to talking about our faith. What's the next part of the toolkit? Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Wow. Well, yes, there is something about the Lord providing here. And what really struck me about the greet no one on the road it doesn't seem very friendly, but perhaps we can see this as not being distracted from our task, that task of mission to share the good news of Christ. When you've decided or you feel called to go to a place, you go there without getting distracted on the way. And perhaps, going back to what I've said about our capitalist and consumerist country, there's something to be able to said about not carrying things with us or carrying ourselves lightly. So the next part. Whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house. Some share in this, good. If not, note that Jesus said this peace returns to you. This is important. We don't get swayed or distracted or hurt by their rejection. Let Christ's peace just come back and settle back on you like it has rebounded off a surface. Don't let the rejection disrupt your equilibrium. This acceptance or rejection is then built upon in Jesus' words and culminates in the instruction, wherever you go, wherever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, Go into the streets and say, even the dust of your town we wipe from our feet as a warning against you. Be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near. This is somewhat emphasised in our reading by then placing verse 16 next to it. Whoever listens to you listens to me. Whoever rejects you rejects me. But whoever rejects me rejects him who sent me. I think this gets to the heart of our Gospel reading and particularly to note this 
We have here peace and protest, acceptance and rejection. Peace and protest, acceptance and rejection. These are not actually polar opposites as they may first sound or mutually exclusive concepts. Peace and protest go hand in hand. Take the 50-year celebration of the Pride Marches, for example. Yes, there are peaceful protests that go awry, but this is one example where uniformed police officers have been asked to keep away, so confident the organisers are in the underlying principle of peaceful protest at the event. It's perhaps harder to see how acceptance and rejection go hand in hand, but they do. Jesus is telling us to expect both as we share the good news, just as he, of course, experienced both acceptance and terrible rejection. All of you listening to this who've engaged in any sort of mission work or sharing of your faith or evangelism of some sort, which I expect is most of you, will understand this, perhaps viscerally so, that acceptance and rejection do go hand in hand. There are some who may have been interested to know what you said, others who may even be mocking. I was reading a blog by a preacher I follow, who had her first experience of internet trolling. She was deeply upset and disturbed by it, perhaps recognising her own naivety for somebody who engages online. And she said this, I accept some people will disagree with my work or my perspective, but disagreement doesn't need to be expressed by way of attack, seemingly wishing to destroy the other. In fact, that's one of the main reasons why I choose not to engage online very much or in any sort of public media. I personally know I wouldn't cope well with trolling and nastiness. When it has touched my ministry, I've found it difficult. But there is amongst this acceptance and rejection, a message of joy and hope. Note how those who Jesus sent out returned with joy. They, we presume, having wiped their feet in some places of rejection, but return with joy at the places where they have shared the peace and the good news. This point jumped out at me when I read the psalm set for today. Psalm 30 verse 9 says, What profit is there in my blood if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you or declare your faithfulness? God is not looking for relationship from rocks and dust. He looks for relationship and love shared between us. The dust that we can wipe from our shoes. God doesn't hold, seek that we hold on to that which hurts or rejects. We don't dwell on the negative feedback, the trolling, the judgment. We need to shake it off and dwell in his joy. God is not asking us as we go out to bring judgment on those who either accept or reject his word. Judgment sits with God. He is telling us though to shake off the hurt that sticks so that we remain rooted and steadfast in his love and joy-filled in sharing his peace. May the peace of the Lord 
be always with you. Amen. Let us pray. We bring our cares and concerns before the God who loves us, praying for more workers to gather in the harvest of the kingdom, for our churches to be places of welcome and wholesome spiritual nurture, and for a healthy balance of tradition and exploration, for staying put and for going out. Lord, we bring before you today our nation and the nations of the world. We pray for an upholding of godly principles and just laws, for reconciliation, peace and mutual cooperation. As we bring to mind those places and situations on our hearts now, where there is war, oppression and trial. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We pray for those among our families and friends who have no idea of the new life you offer, Lord. We pray for them to discover you so that they may share in the joy of living in your love. May you prompt us where we can share the gift of faith appropriately and in such a way that our joy in you is infectious. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We pray for those suffering from leprosy and other skin disorders, for those disfigured by disease or accidents, for the lonely, the confused and the outcasts. We thank you, Lord, that we live in a society that can challenge prejudice. May we work towards continuing that challenge to create understanding love and reconciliation in the most disordered places. Lord hear us, Lord graciously hear us. We pray Lord for the dying and their loved ones and for those who have passed through death. We pray for ourselves and the families and friends who missed loved ones departed. Praying especially for those whose loss happened long ago, but the pain of that loss is still felt acutely. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. And so we praise you, Lord, and give you thanks in the fullness of our life in you. Keep us renewed and fulfilled in your spirit. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. God, our Saviour, look on this wounded world in pity and in power.
Hold us fast to your promises of peace, won for us by your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. So we share in the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. So we go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining me for Worship at Home. If you have enjoyed this podcast and you would like to receive regular links to my podcasts, please do get in touch at revlucylun at btinternet.com or you can message me through the Anchor podcast website. Goodbye.